Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Welcome everyone to the Make Money Behave podcast. I'm Maria Casillas, and today's gonna be a little bit different than it has been in the last several episodes. As you know, I'm a bit of a psychology geek, and I talk a lot about uh, mindset and behavior and how it all kind of mixes together. And today I wanna talk a little bit more about some of the practical application of this information. I presented a workshop the other day as part of a series on creating calm or finding calm in this kind of chaotic world that we have going on right now. And as you can imagine, my portion of that workshop series was all about money. And it was about the the relationship between money struggles and stress. A lot of people really believe that their stress is a result of their money situation. And while that might be true, I kind of look at this as a chicken and the egg phenomenon, right? Like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which came first, the stress or the money problems? And a lot of people believe that it's the money problems that started their stressful situation. And I like to talk about the reverse of that as well, where if you have a stressful situation or you're feeling stressed, you're not in a mind spot to actually make good financial decisions. So when you make those poor financial decisions or ones that are not in alignment with who you actually want to become, then that creates more of a stressful situation for you. And that cycle really starts to continue. So instead of deciding that we're going to try to, you know, just completely overhaul our financial situation in order to relieve the stress, What I would like to do today is talk about a a practical thing that you can do in order to reduce the stress a little bit, which will then hopefully allow you to make better, more informed, and more intentional financial choices moving forward. The very simple thing that I'm going to talk about today is getting organized Now, you may be thinking, okay, really, I tuned into this just to find out how to file my paperwork? And my answer to that would be, nope, you tuned in today because you are amazing. You're an amazing listener who knows that I'm going to bring some value to you today, and you showed up for yourself. Now, because I am a bit of a psychology geek, I do have a hard time not at least talking about mindset stuff, and so I'm going to probably touch on that a little bit throughout this episode, and you'll hear that kind of strung through the, the information that we're talking about. I want to I wanna ask you a quick question. When you are stressed out, would you agree that there is likely a an, an emotional undertone to that stress? Like there, there's a reason that you are stressed out. And a lot of times that is attached to some sort of belief that we have. It's either a, a belief or a, a, an emotional undertone. What I have found with myself and with clients alike is that a lot of times when I'm stressed out, it is rooted in fear. And very often our fear is of something that is unknown. Now let's get practical. If you are looking at a desk covered in bills, for example, it is very, very easy to go, I've got no clue what's inside of that. (laughs) That's just a pile of a mess and I have no idea what's in there. And it can be really fearful. I know for myself about 10 years ago, there were, there were, 
it's not that I was a disorganized person. And I want you to hear this out loud because you might be thinking, but I'm not a disorganized person by nature. So I don't know why I struggle with this bill thing. I can tell you for myself that we got ourselves into such a financial mess that there were bills coming from all, all over the place. There were student loan bills, there were obviously mortgage or rent bills, there were utility bills, there were medical bills, there were, um, what did, what did I forget? Debt bills, like, you know, credit card debt. So if we had five or seven credit cards, for example, you know, there was a bill for every single one of those. And what happens if you're not staying on top of your paperwork, then they start to build up. So if you've got five credit cards and you have not filed those things, those, those, uh, statements, excuse me, for five months, you're going to have 25 statements sitting on your desk from just those five credit cards. Right. And I don't know if you've seen a, a credit card statement lately, but holy gamoly, they're at least like three or five pages long. It's just ridiculous. And so that could be three times what do we say? 25. So you could have 75 pieces of paper sitting in a pile that really only represent five bills. And I don't, I don't care how amazing you are at stress reduction. If you see a giant pile of papers and you have not been keeping track of what those papers actually represent, it can be very, very easy to just fall into this quote, fear of the unknown. It's like, I don't even want to touch that anymore. I don't, I'm, I'm not quite sure what's in there. And so, you know, you, you know that you're feeling stressed out and you have this giant pile there and you're like, well, I'm, I'm, there's nothing I can do about that. And that, my friends, leads to a sense of hopelessness. Now, when this fear of the unknown is disguised as hopelessness, then that can lead to apathy spending, I know that that's what happened to us. And for those of you who are not as uh, psychology nerdy as I am and may not have heard of uh, what the word apathy means or what I'm referring to, it basically just means a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern for something. The way that I called it back in the day was basically effort spending. <laughs> so I, I'm going to keep it clean because this is a, a child-friendly podcast, but I think you can all understand what I'm talking about when I, when I say effort spending. We got to the point where there was this giant pile of bills on our, whether it was a desk or a kitchen table or, or even just in your email box, because a lot of people have gone paperless. So I want you to also understand that this doesn't have to mean a physical pile of papers. It can just mean that you're not real organized and, and you don't really know. You haven't looked at what your actual situation is in a while. And so you start to go, I'm a little bit afraid to see what's in there. And, it, and just, I see it building up. So now it becomes hopeless. And so since it's hopeless, since we can't do anything about it anyway, then we might as well just keep spending, right? I mean, I know it sounds counterintuitive. Believe me when I say this crossed my mind at a subconscious level over and over and over again 10 years ago. It's like, well, we're never going to get out of this mess. So let's just dig the hole deeper. Let's go out and have some dinner. <laughs> like, that will at least relieve the stress of having to cook dinner tonight, right? Like there is a true phenomena on apathy spending. I really do believe that. And, and so what I would like to do for you, rather than saying, let's just fix your whole financial situation, like I said a couple minutes ago, let's talk about fixing the stressful, the stress-inducing stuff right now. And then hopefully it will allow you to go, okay, 
I not I don't have to live in that fear anymore. Now I see the reality and maybe that fear, maybe that reality will actually feel a little bit more scary, but you'll actually know where you're going from that. Right now it's just a helpless and hopeless and senseless fear because it's rooted in the unknown. At least fear that's rooted in the known can be turned into motivation on moving forward in the in the right direction. So let's go ahead and jump into the practicality of all this. If you are dealing with physical bills, then you're going to hear about sorting things into piles. If you are all paperless and you really just need to clean up your emails or apps, then you can use digital folders on your computer or whatever makes sense to you. You can write, you can actually make notes if you want on a piece of paper as you're finding out this information virtually. Uh, But whatever's going to make sense for you, I want you to think about four different piles. And I'm just going to speak in terms as if you had actual paper statements, okay? Just to make it easy on me. (laughs) Okay, so you've got all of this paper and I want you to sort it into four piles living expenses, debt, medical, and insurance. Now, you might have other stuff, but most of the stuff that you have, most of the the bills and paperwork that you're going to have will fall into one of these four categories. So I'm gonna say those again, but we're gonna talk about what each one will be. Living expenses. Living expenses are gonna be things like utilities or your mortgage or your rent. Part of me wanted to call this your monthly expenses, but then I realized that most of these other things will send you bills monthly and I didn't want that to be confusing. So I'm just gonna say the living expenses, things that you need in order to live, such as water, electric, gas, and by gas I mean like natural gas, not not fuel for your car, um, your mortgage or your rent, those are things that you will need to, to see every single month And also, those are going to be things that you're going to want to keep probably a year's worth of bills so that you have a history so you can kind of look at that when you're working with a coach or you're working with your spouse and you're saying, you know, how do we, how do we figure out what we're going to need, whether it's to budget or just to guesstimate what it is that we're going to need. You can actually look at the last year of usage for those things. So, so that is one pile, the living expenses. The next pile I want you to make is of anything that is debt related. Now, I know that I already said mortgage and refi, I'm sorry, mortgage and rent would be inside the the living expenses. And I know that most of you have that as a debt. I get that. I want you to exclude that from this debt pile. Keep that in the living expenses. And the debt pile that I want you to focus on are things like your vehicles or your credit card statements or um, student loans. And the reason that I want you to keep that into a separate pile, you'll see why in a little bit, Um, but it's going to have more to do with being truly able to identify what do you owe other people in and how can you decide what you want to be able to pay off in order to get where you're wanting to go? The third pile is going to be for anything medical related. Now, if you are a lucky person who has not had to endure any actual medical bills, then this one you're exempt from. If you, on the other hand, are anything like us and have had, you know, a couple of babies who cost you 10 grand each or 13 grand each, or you've had, you know, a kidney stone ER visit or, you know, whatever, I I could go on and on about some of the bills that we've had to have. 
I had to become super, super, super efficient in identifying a process that would keep me organized when it came to our medical bills. Because if you go to an ER, for example, or if you have a baby, there are probably seven to 25 different physicians that you're going to see on any given on any given bill. And like we had NICU babies, for example. And so we would have, you know, just there would be an anesthesiologist, there would be a neonatologist, there would be a pediatrician, there would be the nurses, there would be the ER people. Like it just, it never ended. Like everything was so itemized. And and there were all these different bills and there were different bills coming in from different locations, even though on one hospital visit, it would... I'm sorry, I just hit the microphone. I'm talking like an Italian over here. Even though the hospital visit feels like it was only one visit, and you still end up with all these different bills. And what happens is if you have insurance, the insurance company will send you an EOB, which means explanation of benefits. I can get into a whole nother podcast episode on this at one point. Um, but for those of you who have gone through this, you probably already know a lot of this information. You have an EOB and you have bills. And what I want you to do is I want you to put all of those into a pile. You do not need to sort through them yet, guys. You do not have to organize them yet. Just get them in the correct pile. The fourth pile is going to be anything that's insurance related. This could be health insurance, home insurance, car insurance, or life insurance. If it is a document that explains what your insurance looks like, put it there. If it's a bill, put it there. If it is a, um, a renewal notice, put it there. Right now, we don't know what we can throw away, so just get it in the right pile, and we'll talk about throwing it away next, okay? Now, I want you to keep only the most recent of any of the debt statements. So <laughs> what I mean by that is, Going back a few minutes in this episode when I talked about sometimes if you've got five credit cards but you haven't gotten rid of the last four months worth of statements, it turns into 75 pieces of paper on your desk. We're gonna try to limit the amount of paper that you're physically looking at. If you have five different credit card statement, I'm sorry, five different credit cards that you use and you have a statement for each one, I want you to keep the most recent statement for every single one of those credit cards. So if we are right now, it's March at the recording, uh, at the time of this recording. So I would keep anything that was a March statement or even a February statement if I have not yet gotten my March statement. Does that make sense? So just keep that. And listen, I want you to shred the rest. Shred the rest of those credit card statements because all they are doing is telling you from one to the next that you've made those payments. Now, before you shred them, please do make sure that they are accurate. So if you've made payments from one to the other and that did not show, you wanna make sure that we, you know, we go through some of that and we make sure that they apply the things that you have said or that you have paid. Um, but short of that, all of those extra papers, all it's doing is, is causing you stress. So shred the rest of those. For all of the other piles, I do want you to keep the 12 months. And like I mentioned before about the living expenses. Once you've done all of that, then you can, and the medical one, you can actually start to pair the EOBs or the explanation of benefits with the corresponding bill. And I would, if I were you, and you can do whatever works for you, but what worked for us was to actually staple that together. So I would go through an EOB, I would have, oftentimes an EOB would have um, several different claims on it because they give you those monthly. 
And so if one EOB had five different bills on it, I would use a highlighter and I would highlight the bill in the same color that I would highlight that line item on the EOB. I know this sounds confusing as I say it out loud. Um, so I, it's probably something I can just show you in a video form at another time. If you have questions about that and you really need help with that, let me know. Just send me a, a message to maria at cashinonchange.com and maybe in the subject line, just put like help with medical arrangements or you know EOBs or whatever. However you want to write it to let me know that that's what you're looking for is help in that. Um, I'd be happy to sit down with you and show you what I'm talking about because I knew I know that it is some kind of confusing as I just rattle through it. Uh, but I would actually highlight those uh, in the same color and then I would staple all five of the bills that are associated with that EOB and I would staple them together and I would obviously mark on the bill when it was paid. The reason that that is so important is because it actually has saved me from having to pay a bill twice because they will bill you twice if they if you're disorganized and they can get more money from you, they absolutely will. And it has also allowed me to go and ask for refunds on things that I paid in advance and then the insurance came back and also paid. And so I was entitled to my money back. And had I not had an organized approach, I would not have ever known that. And they have admittedly said to me that, they would have eventually given me my money back, but not until they balance their books in a year or two. <laughs> so I prefer to have my money back now, not in a year or two when they decide that it's time for them to reconcile their books. Okay, I feel like I've talked a whole lot today and I hope that what you got from today is the recognition of knowing why this thing is so stressful sometimes and why it's important to limit the amount of stress that you have, the physical stress, because you don't need to lead to that hopelessness and then that effort spending or that apathy spending where you're just going to end up digging yourself into a deeper hole, which then creates more stress, right? Like if we're going to, if we're going to actually see some revolving doors here. Let's make them positive revolving doors. Let's give yourself a little bit of a pat on the back. Like let's let's get your organized your your bills organized in a way where you can say it hasn't changed my financial situation at all, right? Like just getting your bills in order does not move your financial needle one little bit. You know what it does do though is it moves your emotional needle a little bit. And when you are in a better place emotionally, then you can say, okay, now what is the next best step to tackle the actual money piece? That is what I have for you today. I appreciate you hanging in there. I know that this is a longer episode and had some some kind of confusing language in there, I'm sure. Uh, so congratulations on hanging in there. If you would like to have a strategy session where we're able to see what are those next best steps for you, you can find my calendar at chatwithmc.com and you will get a full hour strategy session, absolutely complimentary just for listening to this podcast. You guys, thank you as always for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye.